Netflix's latest anime, Yasuke, may just be one of the best anime for looking at atonement. What does that word even mean? Well, keep watching and let's find out. Welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and the legendary Black Samurai. I am your nerd pastor, Nate, and I'm so glad that you are joining us for another of these wonderful videos that we put every single week here on the channel. As always, we are going to be starting with our scripture for today. This time, we're going to be reading from one of the epistles of John, 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. I'm going to be reading from the NRSV, as usual. It's what's going to be on the screen. If you have a translation you prefer, feel free to use that instead. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you. That God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie. We do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Okay, so this is kind of a heavy one, and Yasuke wastes no time absolutely getting into its myriad of themes, and it has, like, so many of them. This show tackles xenophobia, racism, war, violence, suicide, trafficking, feudal Japan, betrayal, kinship, family, and even has a little bit time for romance, sort of. So there's all of that in just six 20-minute episodes. To say that this is an ambitious anime would be the understatement of the century. But first, let's talk about what even is this series. So Yasuke is the latest anime series out of Netflix, was animated by the studio MAPPA, and created by LaShawn Thomas, who you know from The Boondocks, The Legend of Korra, Black Dynamite, and maybe a few others from the past few decades. But even with the phenomenal director and writer, this show might even be overshadowed by the absolutely prolific soundtrack mastered by the one and only Flying Lotus, who killed it, man. The story follows the titular character, Yasuke, who is based on a real African warrior that was brought into Japan in the 16th century and served under the daimyo Oda Nobunaga. This story takes that true story and sets it into an alternate universe where robots, magic, and creepy creepy hell creatures exist. Without spoiling anything, Yasuke is haunted by his past service as the Black Samurai under the daimyo and has retired to be a boatsman for a small fishing village. However, in a twist of fate, this village also happens to be housing a young girl named Saki, who exhibits these bizarre spiritual powers and is being hunted by mercenaries and dignitaries bent on world domination like you do. Despite an attempt to dissociate himself from this matter, Yasuke's honor wraps him up in delivering this girl to a doctor who might be able to help her with her otherworldly powers. Ultimately, even with just okay dubbing, this is an anime that is absolutely worth the time to watch. With only six episodes and each only slightly more than 20 minutes, this is more of an extended film that will likely earn at least one thumbs up. I give it a solid six or seven. But for our conversation today, we won't really even have to dive any deeper than the very first episode of the show in which we really get to see who Yasuke is and what this show is going to attempt to heal him from. When we first meet Yasuke in the past, he's serving directly for the daimyo pretty blindly and does some very regrettable things as we learn about during his time in service shown later to us in the show. Despite bearing a lot of guilt for his actions, he still serves the Lord Oba very nobly to the point of doing him the honor of beheading him after his suicide. By the way, the show's a bit grim in case you haven't picked up on that. When we first see Yasuke in the context of our story, he's sleeping in his cabin with a banner of his deceased master by his bedside. This is a pretty obvious trope, showing that he still has not let go of his past. We then get this double down for us when one of the boys from the village and Saki's maybe brother, maybe boyfriend, I don't know, they're kids, has some sparring practice with Yasuke and then boldly proclaims that war brings peace, peace brings freedom. And that 
is one heck of a quote. It also pretty much sums up the show and the plot overall of this story. Yasuke is a pretty strong argument that war doesn't actually lead to any change at all. In the language of Bethesda, war never changes. War may seem to bring peace, but as we learn in the show, Yasuke has won and lost plenty of wars, and they've never really brought peace in the long run. So this show kind of invites us into the conversation here, and we can ask ourselves, is Ichiro, the young boy who said this, correct in saying this? Does war bring peace? Is peace freedom? These are powerful words and way more powerful questions. So let's see if we can wrestle with them and our scripture in tandem. Honestly, the best way to start diving into the letter of 1 John is to talk about the word Gnosticism. Gnosticism itself refers to a wide range of beliefs, some with more merits than others. In particular, John was wrestling with some of the issues of Gnosticism that were destroying the teachings of Jesus in the early church. For our purposes, rather than go into like a dissertation, let's bottle them up into two main words, repentance and atonement. Now, this is being pretty flippant about this, but for lack of time, Gnosticism generally takes the emphasis away from the representation of sin that we might see in a game like Final Fantasy X, where sin moves in and takes over, where sin is something that is done. In Gnosticism, the focus is less on that and more on sin being its own separate thing that affects the physical body in particular. The soul or the spirit is pure, but the body is wretched and sinful. Thus, we should hate our bodies and just keep on doing the sinful thing with our bodies and make sure that our souls are the ones that are clean. This kind of leads to a dualist mindset of God being one thing that is in direct opposition to the world. This is confusing and understandable all at once. Paul and John themselves even said things in earlier texts that could have very easily been adapted to enforce Gnostic theology, and that's precisely why this was written. Gnosticism had led to the early church being confused about who Jesus even was. They said, hey, maybe he's just a dude named Jesus until he was baptized and then Christ entered into him in the dove. This is Gnosticism, or at least the results of it. So back to John, repentance and atonement. With this dualistic thinking of our bodies and our spirits being separate, people were doing awful things and blaming it on their sinful bodies while saying their soul was without sin. So in comes John to explain that God is light. When we are with God, we are in the light. Without God, there is no light, thus we are in the darkness. Seems straightforward so far, this is how a flashlight works. If we claim to be walking in the light while directly living the same old life we lived before, then we're lying, either to everyone around us or to ourselves. The only way for us to be absolved of our sin is not for us to reach a place of knowing or gnosis, hence Gnosticism, but instead for us to be atoned by the great atoner in Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. See, it takes an outside force to cleanse our inside self. In the Methodist church, we like to call this grace. It's eternally being offered by Jesus, yesterday, now, and always. But the Gnostics of the day were getting the story confused. They were assuming that war brought peace and peace brought freedom, just like Ichiro did in our story. In their words, maybe they might say that knowledge brings atonement and atonement brings enlightenment. But the truth is that knowledge, war, all of those things that we try to put in that slot are actually of our own creation. They will always break to pieces under pressure. Jesus is the only atoner, the only sacrifice, the only way that we can finally move forward with our lives and live in that grace-filled freedom. Our model is that Christ brings newness and newness brings freedom. It's only by his sacrifice that we might be healed. The war of Yasuke's past haunts him as shown in the flashbacks with each new episode. He isn't able to give his sword to the one whom it belongs. He isn't able to take down that banner. He isn't able to bear his own name because of his past. He goes by Yasun. So the show asks us, does war bring peace? Does peace bring freedom? The answer that we have to say is no. They all fall short. 
We don't move forward with our lives on our own. No man is an island, whether it be through a tiny girl with bizarre superpowers or whether it's through the real life-changing, amazing grace of Jesus Christ. We'll never know newness. We'll never know freedom until there is an outside grace that works a miracle in our lives that bears the sin of our past and that helps us to move forward. So the good news of the Bible is that the same freedom extended to the horrific villains of this story is also extended to the outcast black samurai, even when the world hated him most. Grace is open to all. The price has already been paid. The more we try to fill the void with our half-baked knowledge and war, the more we'll realize we're probably only making things worse. So let's break down our weapons into plowshares and do something better. And maybe... Just maybe, Flying Lotus will also drop a bomb album for us, too. Thanks for listening to our weekly nerdy deep dive into the world of nerds, geeks, and gamers. We hope you enjoyed the podcast version of this show. If you'd like to experience this video in its intended full viewing, feel free to find us over on YouTube at Checkpoint Church and watch it there. If you're interested in supporting what we're doing, feel free to go to www.checkpointchurch.com support for information on how to donate or support us financially or otherwise. Or you can go through the Anchor app and support us there as well. This program is created, produced, and edited by Nathan Webb and distributed by Anchor. Find us on twitch.tv slash checkpointchurch where we'll be streaming on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Thanks again for listening to our show and remember, God loves you, we love you, you matter. Be boldly blessed and we will catch you next time.